your host, Chelsea Myers. And today I'm really excited. It has been what seems like a bit of an art form getting mine and my guests um, schedules to communicate well and find a day that worked for both of us. And it seems like it took a little too long. But Mark McClellan, thank you for coming on to the show today and working with me on all of that. It's a true pleasure, Chelsea. You know, busy people are busy. Tough schedules. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we are, we are, and that's always a good thing, right? Mart, um, I'm really excited for our conversation. Mart is an orthodontist and a financial advisor and just comes with a real wealth of experience and knowledge and a desire to share and help other people on whatever part of the journey that you're on to hopefully illuminate that path a little better. And so let's get into some of the topics that we have planned for today. But first, if you would, Mart, just would you give us a little bit of background? Tell us a little bit about yourself. In fact, I love love your whole entry to dentistry and what um, prompted you to pursue that career path. So, Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I went to school in Indiana, a small school called DePaul University, and they had these unique mission programs in January. And uh, I jumped on one of the trips to Kenya my junior year and then went to Guatemala my senior year. And I actually wanted to go to med school, but uh, upon uh, going to Kenya and being experienced or exposed to an oral surgeon on the trip, uh, the physician on the trip says, by the time you end this trip in Kenya, you're not going to be a doctor. You're going to be an oral surgeon. And lo and behold, after a 2000 mile journey across uh, the plains of Africa and going to village to village every day, um, I ended up loving dentistry and went on to become a, a dentist, wanting to be an oral surgeon, actually. And then after my uh, I had a third mission trip to the Amazon rainforest in Peru and after pulling teeth for a month, I decided I didn't necessarily want to be an oral surgeon anymore. So then I made made a little pivot and became an orthodontist. Then after uh, graduating, went into the normal associate partner type of relationship in my practice. Uh, I met my my present partner, uh, financial advisor, about four years after you know having limited success with my financial advisors up to that time. And he presented a system that uh, made a lot of sense, kind of an evidence-based system, which is what dentists always are looking for. And after seven years of using it as a family with my wife and, and children, uh, I decided and approached him and said, hey, um, would you have an interest maybe partnering up and sharing some of this information with the dental world? And so we've niched it to dentists. It's not only for dentists, but that's sort of the place that we started. And that was back in 2004. I still practice. I still love orthodontics. I don't practice quite as much as I used to, but um, I've been juggling a couple balls here. But it, it's been a, a, a great experience uh, being able to share this type of information with dentists because uh, we're just not trained in this. Uh, growing up or even in dental school or how to run a business or, you know, you know, that's where your services is coming to to help people, you know, take it to the next level. And um, when you're not exposed to it, you just know you're not quite sure that you're doing the right thing. So the trust factor becomes essential piece and people enjoy, you know, having a dentist sort of in their camp when it comes to uh, having something so personal as money. Money is a very personal thing. And, um, Sometimes it's challenging to discuss those issues, but you know, having a dentist with them helps a lot. So yeah, I've been doing it roughly about 20 years now in this financial services space and orthodontist for 30. Thank you. And you know, it can be a little bit frustrating because it takes a lot of work and a high degree of intelligence to get through dental school. And it's no secret that, um, that orthodontics is a really impressive beast of its own. And so when you accomplish something like that, and then the financial or the business aspects are a challenge, it can be a little bit uh, 
of a confusing moment for people to wonder, you know, I'm usually the one people come to for advice and I can figure things out. That's actually what I'm trained to do. Why is this piece not working? And so I see a high degree of value for someone who not only understands that financial and business aspect, but also understands firsthand what you're starting out with, the knowledge that you have or don't have, the training that's in place and the type of business that you're trying to develop. No, that's exactly right. And unfortunately, as, as life goes on, uh, we continue to get overwhelmed with all the different things coming at us. You know, you graduate and then you've got student loan debt and then you may get married and then you want to buy a house and you have children. You've got all these things coming at you at, at multiple different times of your life. And um, it becomes very inefficient. I mean, it becomes, you know, it creates a lot of anxiety at times because you're kind of not sure, you know, if you're doing the right thing. And as, as you and I know time just passes so fast. I, I just can't imagine I've been doing what I've been doing for roughly 30 years. It's, it seems like yesterday, but heck, my children are getting out of college now and it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But um, it's tough for, for, the, for, the, for the new folks and, and Dennis in general for that reason. It's, and life is accelerating with all the technology coming at us and all the chat G, GPT, which we already talked about. It's, it's, it's a, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be. And then, um, you know, you and I were talking before the show about something that I coach on a lot and that I know you've seen in your career as well is the disservice we do ourselves by thinking, okay, now I'm prepared. I'm a credentialed physician of whatever sort, and I've got this mountain of debt. I've got these great goals. And as soon as I start reaching some of my goals, then I'll feel better. And the pitfall that I see happen so often is that feeling better is somewhere out there. It's attached to something that isn't current and it either is really far out into the future or, you know, tragedy strikes, it may never happen. And then you have restricted yourself from a more joyful or fulfilling process of getting to reach those goals. And I think a part of it is what you said, just not having access to the right um, supports and planning tools in place to help solve some of those problems. So when did you make the pivot? You said you went to orthodontic school, started practicing there, and then realized there was a need for financial advising specific to doctors. Help me understand that piece. Yeah. So when I was presented with the system or the process that my uh, advisor, financial advisor, now partner, presented to me. Uh, gosh, uh, in 1997, um, it sounded all fine and dandy. But then those of us who were around during the the dot com crash of 2000, 2001, when everybody's stocks were getting crushed, you know, we it's not that we didn't lose any money in that particular market, but we just did fantastic in in other places. So I said, wow, you know, actually, what you presented you know, three years ago or so at that time actually worked, and a lot of my colleagues were getting really hammered in, in the stock market. I said, hey, you know, we need to get this information to the, the dental space because um, it's really not necessary if you if you can see things in a different light. And um, so that that's sort of how that pivot occurred. When something works, you want to share it with people and get the word out to say, hey, there is a different way of looking at things that's not necessarily traditional. We, we, we do consider our, our, our thoughts or processes a little bit non-traditional in, in regards to the, the normal financial world. And, and I love that. Yeah, I was just going to 
Go ahead. <laughs> I love that about you. The uh, desire to um, build something and watch it bloom and then share with everybody else. Yeah, it, it, it's so fulfilling. And because it's that, the whole pay it forward concept, a, bi a big sort of pillar of what we do in, in our firm is we got a big charitable piece on the back end. And, and if you have the opportunity to be charitable, then you know why not develop strategies to be so one one of the problems in financial services is that a lot of people don't feel they can be as turtles they want to be because they're scared that they may not have enough for themselves uh, and there are some really creative unique ways to actually give to charity not disinherit your family but also have the client themselves be better off as well and um, we call it the triple win and um, and the more way the more ways we can pay things forward we know the economy in today's world is a little bit suspect in the future. And so uh, you really need to take care of your own little financial castle. And, uh, and if you can do that, um, you'll have the opportunity to not only you know help yourself, but help your children in the future as well as, as uh, a cause that you may find significant or important to you. That's a great, that's great. And in the spirit of sharing, you've also written a book, which I've read and I appreciate you sending that out to me. Thank you. Um, what would you say are some of the, you don't have to go through the whole thing, of course, if, if we want to do that, the book is fantastic. It's called Your Retirement Smile. But um, what would you say are some of the heavy hitter points that we should just dip into here in this conversation? Yeah, well, probably one of the most important points is that as dentists, we all get a little bit later start in life, right? So uh, we finish school, mid-20s, late-20s, if you go to a residency, get out and certainly in the world we're living in now, even when i graduated i had a ton of student loan debt uh, relative to others but you know in this in this world gosh it's not unusual to see 300 400 500 dollars the student loan debt then you go out and buy a house and then start a family you buy a practice you know all these associated costs um, really start to pile up and so one of the big issues and we talked about it in depth in the book one of the key things in uh, financial planning is is that you know finances is not a linear thing unfortunately in the traditional world they, they talk about the different phases of wealth building like when you're working you're in the accumulation phase and when you retire you're in the distribution phase and of course when you pass on you're in the preservation or conservation phase so that's a very linear way of thinking but life is not linear life's very dynamic and so what the the, the key essential piece of the puzzle is that Every financial decision uh, a person makes, whether it's young in their career or later in their career, influences all those phases simultaneously. So you need to know how the how the money that moves into certain investment, what it's going to do, not only on the accumulation of the growth and rate of return standpoint, but how it's going to be distributed in the future and actually how you can preserve it from an estate st standpoint. And when you look at it in a dynamic fashion, what happens is your money sort of grows you accelerate your wealth. You don't accumulate wealth. And the traditional world of finance are like accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. But that's a very slow way of, of creating wealth. Um, and it's interesting. We, we, we In the book, we call them the rainmakers. The rainmakers are the corporations, the financial institutions, and the uh, the government. Uh, they don't they don't accumulate wealth. They accelerate wealth. They velocitize their money. So they'll take the money that you know we'll pay off debt to a bank, and they'll use our dollar over four or five times over the course year. So they can take a a very low rate of return multiplied over you know many times during the course of two three four years and have a great rate of return and that's with less risk and so you know we all say as from a planning standpoint as an advisor is like okay 
if it's really good for them to do it, but they're telling us to do the exact opposite, maybe we should do what they're doing with their money. And so mm -hmm. when we present strategies to folks, you're like, all right, how are we going to accelerate the money's moving in? Because the window of time, as mentioned on the front of my comment, is that since dentists do get a later start, their curve of accumulation or the acceleration curve of life is much shorter. And uh, the, the majority of our wealth is created on like the back end of our career. And so if you start chopping off years, you're chopping off millions of dollars of wealth. And so you really need to make sure that your money is positioned in, in such a way that it's um, getting your biggest bang for the buck today and not only in the future. And the only way to do that, honestly, is with some type of process or model where you can analyze financial decisions. So many times people make most of their financial decisions based on opinion and not fact. And so, you know, we work too hard for our money to base a financial decision on opinion, yet most are opinions. And when you actually do the deeper dive into how money actually works, uh, many folks may not be actually uh, make the decisions they do with their money um, that was presented to them by maybe another person. And so uh, it is very reassuring for dentists to know that when they do make a financial decision, you can economically prove that, hey, this is the right word. This is the right way to position your money. And that's a very important piece of the puzzle because there's no financial, there's no magic financial product out there. Every financial product, whether it's an investment product, real estate product, insurance product, all of them, they all have a positive and a negative. And unfortunately, uh, they they sell that they say that they sell the sizzle. They talk about the positive, but they don't talk about the negative. But you have to measure both of those pieces of the equation and take advantage of the good and sort of understand there's bad, but sort of discount the bad as much as possible. And so the key is positioning all the different assets together, like a, like almost like on a chessboard, you're trying to move them together to get to checkmate faster. Um, it's the same way with your financial products. How do you put your uh, products in place so that you can have more wealth in the future? So in the premise of the book on in, in, in closing here is that um, we want our clients to have a full income replacement when they get to retirement, no pay cut. Unfortunately, the ADA did a report, a retirement report years ago that said, Pretty much every dentist that gets to retirement will take between a 40 and 60% pay cut. And uh, we find that to be unnecessary. But every analysis we do, when we meet a new client. Uh, that's sort of where they fall, 46%. So our objective, of course, is to get as close to full income in retirement that's you know, guaranteed to never run out. And so you can live the life of your life, of your dreams. So as I'm listening to you say that and just reflecting on some conversations that I've had with doctors myself, I'm wondering, um, you know, later on down the road, once there's a really consistent flow of money coming in and we've got some things organized, I can see where we, maybe you can budget for investments and um, different strategies. But what I'm also hearing you say, perhaps, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that the sooner the better because you got that late start and so having this preliminary conversation earlier on as early on as possible if you're having this come you know if you're hearing our conversation now and you're 60 years old great give them a call but if you just graduated and you're 29 years old give us a call is that what you're saying yeah it's it, there, there's never it's always a good time to get on the right path and um, to your point, uh, and I mentioned briefly before, there's an exponential curve of life and we only have one curve of life. And so, and we all know that, so that curve that sort of goes this way, then it goes up in the air and it goes mm -hmm. from that back into that curve, it goes up really high on the back end. So when you're young and you position yourself, uh, appropriately early on, you get to take full advantage 
of that curve. And um, but of course, when you're older, you can still take in maybe not advantage of the curve, but you can actually position assets to actually get more bang for the buck with the same same dollars. And so um, it is essential to sort of always engage that uh, uh, that mindset of, OK, you know, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe I should understand a little bit further. Well, you just need an analysis to do do mm-hmm. that and so you measure whether I'm 60 years old or, or 30 years old. Okay. And then I know there are a lot of folks listening who are probably um, feeling like they may not be the best fit because they haven't positioned themselves appropriately, intentionally and unintentionally have made a lot mm-hmm. of purchases or committed themselves to a lot of outgoing um, payments that are unhealthy according to the goals that they have financially. Is that solvable? Yeah, it's very solvable and, and pretty much we, what we call what you just mentioned, you know, people buy products and all these different things. We call that the financial junk drawer. You know, everybody has a kitchen <laughs> junk drawer, right? You know, you go in your kitchen yeah. junk drawer, there's all these things in there, but it's all kind of unorganized, you know, not, not coordinated. It's all kind of a mess, but you know, it's in there, right? And yeah. so we, we call it the financial junk drawer. Everybody has all these different products. And they, and they think they're the right products, but as mentioned before, there's no great, no, there's no perfect products. You need to understand how those products works and put them together in a very cohesive manner that's coordinated, integrated, and, and put together in the most efficient manner to get the most bang for the buck. Because uh, there, as, as mentioned, there's no, there's no perfect product. And so it's like when you take your car into the shop, right? You get the same car back, but you may, you know, they change the oil, the plugs, air filter, you get the same car back, you get better gas mileage, maybe a little bit of horsepower. Same thing with finance. Um, you just take the same products and make them just work a little bit better for you and position them a little bit better to get the same or get a, a much better output in upwards of mm-hmm. you know twice as better, twice as much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, you know, there is a lot of distress and anxiety attached to being um, overextended or um, just uncomfortably extended based on the income that you have access to. And so what I'm hearing you say is, yeah, those are those are problems. We just need to uncover everything, open the junk drawer or the beautiful mm-hmm. home or whatever it is, however big your drawer is, and discover what's there and figure out which pieces to maneuver so we can get you in line with what you're wanting. I love this. I love this. Thank you. Um, you also have another book that we were talking about that'll be coming out later this year that I think just matches perfectly because this first one really is the nuts and bolts of how to get yourself financially healthy. And then this mm-hmm. other one um, is a great compliment because it has to do with more of the, um, what I'll call mental and spiritual health of organizing your life. Talk to us more about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about our book coming up here, hopefully in the latter part of this year. Uh, it's kind of co-authored or partnered with a gentleman, which many folks know the the brand Reebok. He's the uh, founder of Reebok. His name's Joe Foster. And uh, he, he's brought together some people like myself and others to write a book on surviving and thriving and how to, uh, you know, when we're no matter what, we've all had incidents in our life that have challenged us and how do we overcome those challenges to um, to thrive and sort of you know take it to the next level, um, and um, that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, years ago, I had I mentioned in my book I had I had open heart surgery when I was age 45, and so uh, you never know quite what the next name may bring when you get that uh, diagnosis. And so uh, when you experience a, a, a kind of a life-threatening event, 
I was born with a bad congenital heart valve, never even knew it. And um, my brother actually had the same issue. Um, but um, when you're uh, exposed to those type of experiences, you're, you, you change your, your mindset and how you look at life in a much different way. And then when you come out on the other side, uh, then, uh, then you can, you know, say, oh, I'm going to take it to a different place and thrive. And so, um, uh, everybody in the world, uh, has these types of events in their lives. And, uh, I think you, you look at them as a learning opportunity to say, all right, this is a tough time, whether it's a health incident or a personal incident or an accident or a lawsuit or whatever it may be. Um, you want to make sure when you come out on the other side that, um, you're going to be much, much better off for it. And so that, that, that's the excitement behind that book. And um, uh, it's going to be great when it comes out. That's so exciting. That's, that's really great. So what prompted you to want to be a part of that one? Well, primarily, you know, I, I, I was colleagues with some of the other authors and, and know them. And I just said, if we can show the world, uh, obviously world, Joe has a worldwide presence with Reebok. Um, and if we can share a message um, uh, to people that um, you know, they can sort of take it to the next level, imagine how great this world will be. Uh, and uh, that, that was sort of the premise of why I said, let's, let's engage something with a little more global impact. And um, mm -hmm. the proceeds of the book will go to a, a Ugandan um, community. And so uh, you know, hopefully we can build up that community in Africa. As I mentioned before, I went to Kenya from a mission trip. And so... I'm very in, in, in tune and engaged with um, trying to build up places in other parts of the world. Uh, and I actually met the, the queen of the Congo when I took a, an expedition to uh, Egypt one time. And, you know, she's very engaged with things like the blockchain and other issues to make their country grow. And so sort of, you know, hopefully in the future, maybe help even on the dental side in that, in that space. Um, but we'll see. Wow, that's just fantastic. That's very exciting. What would you say in relation to the contents of this book and just other things that you've come to know, um, what would you say are some of the common threads that high performers have that um, traits that they either need to be aware of or um, spend some time with that will help them reach those higher levels of success that you're describing? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's maybe the, maybe the most important question on the whole this whole uh, podcast. Uh, I, I, have, I have a little statement that I made up myself called, you know, be curious with no regrets. Um, and I think curiosity is a very big piece of life. And um, we all make decisions that aren't always the best decisions. But, um, you know, if you make a bad decision then say no regrets, just move on and learn from it. it's kind of that th survive and thrive piece. But one of the pieces that to answer your question a little bit more in depth is that uh, it's one of the things I wish I would have engaged earlier in my career uh, when I got out was uh, surround yourself with um, mentors to sort of accelerate your ability to get to where you want to go. Um, it's very, very difficult to do it yourself. Uh, and unfortunately, in dentistry, we're all sort of taught to do it all yourself. We sort of grind it out and make it through. And and but when you get out, you're just sort of left out there on an island and uh, all successful people. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, you know, great actors, great businessmen. They, they have mentors and leaders to sort of assist them to take it to another place, whether it's a practice management person, a business person, um, a, a mental coach. I mean, all these or psychology coach. I mean, 
golfers have psychology how do you you know work you know make your mind work better to be more uh, successful and i think that's that, that's an essential piece that dentists tend to not want to do that they say well I, I can just do it better myself and maybe save a couple nickels here and there but you know that's what that old ben franklin thing you know penny wise pound foolish and uh it it's it, 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 it's critical to surround yourself whether it's with a, a consulting group maybe with yourself or a mastermind group i love mastermind groups where you you you, you get up with a group of people in your same industry or people of other industries and sort of pick their brains of, you know, how do you manage uh, um, success in, in amplifying uh, what you're presently doing? Because there's, there's always, you know, any little, as you well know, any little uh, advantage or any little, even a percent makes a big difference down the road for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It really does. And, you know, I've, some of the things that I've seen is that, um, some of the traits that create really strong high performers are the very ones that we need to be aware of because when you're not performing in the specialty that you've trained for in other areas of your life that you also want to be competent and respected and just enjoy, um, those same traits can get in the way of that sometimes if we're not aware, right? So yeah. um, figuring out how to appropriately allocate them and then turn up or turn down the dial for each situation that we're engaged in is really, really important. Yeah. And, and that's where the sort of the mentor you know, keeps you on track, right? It's one of those things. It's another thing too, is like, even like in financial advisory services too, it's like sometimes you'll think, well, I, I did the financial plan and that's all I need to do. I'm <laughs> done with it. No, no, it, it's just, we say a perfect financial plan is a series of one year perfect plans. So it's a continuation of, um, making it better and just tweaking it, tweaking it. And whether it's life skills or, or, or business skills, you know, that's why people go to the annual meetings in ADA and, or my, my world AAO and, you know, try to pick up little things, just little things to make things better and just constantly enhance it and make it better. Because as you well know, if you're not, if you're not growing, you're moving backwards and uh, you'll be, you'll be in big trouble in the future if you're not keeping up. Yes, there is no such thing as plateauing or coasting. That is know. a total myth. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's also too. And, you know, people talk in finance, like, what's my number? You know, if I get this number, I'm going to be, you know, I've made it. Uh -huh. Absolutely not. There, there is no number. Honestly, it's right. It's how, it's how each dollar is working to give you maximum benefit. And that's exact. That's all you can make that dollar do for the future. Uh, and so you just can't. We don't really believe in goal setting for the most part. We're kind of like, what do you want desire? We, we almost feel like goals mm -hmm. are just maybe a little, they're fine, but they're a little limiting. So, you know, what do you actually want beyond your goals? You know, what is your big dream? And, and, and right. I, think some, I think many times in, uh, we ask the question a lot with clients is, you know, what's your big dream? And sometimes I don't think people are dreaming big enough. Um, and I think we need to be, you know, expand our brain, be really open-minded. It's like, you know, what's the absolute maybe, Un impossible thing in your life you may want to do uh, to uh, to uh, uh, attain what you want to you know create and um, unfortunately we tend to maybe not set our bar high enough. Yes, absolutely. When I'm working with clients, I'm I'm with you. I think goals are great and they're good benchmarks. I'm much more interested in setting a trajectory and monitoring yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, so. uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> This is why we work so well together, Mart. 
Well, yeah. listen, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think that our listeners would be either interested in or really wise to hear at this point? Um, I think, you know, the big piece is, is that, um, you know, if there's any, you know, people have concerns about if they're positioned right or not, then, you know, you know, put your advisor to the test. I think one of the biggest problems, and, and we have this all the time uh, when we meet people, is that uh, people ask, well, am I going to be okay or is it, where am I at right now? And nobody really talks about the retirement piece. And it's like all dentists, they work hard, we're grinders. They say, man, I want to retire at 55, 60, or even 65. Or, it doesn't matter. You, just, you work as long as you want to be, as long as you're happy working. Because, um, you know, as long as you're passionate about it, why not, why, why retire, honestly? But, um, but so many times, you know, people get frustrated. You know, what, when you talk to your advisors today, you know, what is, what is my distribution strategy? How am I going to turn my mountain of assets that I've created over my career into an income stream to live and enjoy on in the future and, and know that it's uh, going to be there? Uh, the greatest risk we experience in our, in our, in our life now is longevity risk. We're all living longer. And so now our money has to work that much longer if we retire earlier. If you think about it, if you think that you know, dentists, you know, finish their uh, training in mid twenties, maybe late twenties, before they get their feet on the ground, maybe two or three years, let's say it's 35 when they start saying, okay, I'm actually making a little bit of money and I can pay off my debts and so forth and so on. Um, if they worked age 65, that's 30 years, right? Well, they retire at 65 and they live to 95 because of longevity, which is not an unusual thing if a married couple lives to age 65, at least one of them will live there, pretty high percentage to do that. Well, that money has to work for 30 years. And so you want to make sure that uh, the money is positioned right earlier on. I mean, the earlier, the better, the easier it is um, to uh, give you the life in retirement. You go to work because you want to, not because you have to. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that very much. Um, and I'm fortunate to be able to do the same, you know, and one of the correlations that I see is, you know, oftentimes how we do things in one area of our life mimics how we're doing things in other areas of our life. And so I think that one of the beauties of getting a resource like you on board is if there are areas that you need to organize or declutter or even completely rearrange to get on a healthier path, it will probably inspire an overall wellness check on your life, you know, how we're organizing our time, how we're organizing our planning and not just in finances, just in general. And it creates, it sounds tedious, but it creates such a peace when you have that organization and you can look ahead and you see, okay, I may not know everything, but there are certain pieces that I can just count on. And I know where I'm going to have, um, my checkups and I know where I'm going to either adjust or increase, but it's really, really gratifying to have that clarity in your life. Oh, it's huge. I mean, you know, better than me for sure. I mean, when you do these things that, you know, the amount of anxiety and stress that you can sort of take out of the equation is so much better for our overall health. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, um, it's tremendous when you can take out all the minutia creates a lot of anxiety and in inappropriate decisions maybe and so um, if you can sort of discount and get rid of some of those stresses and anxiety whether it's on the personal side the professional side financial side doesn't really matter i think any amount of lowering stress is a, a benefit to people right which then of course then you run the risk of living longer so you got to make sure that you stay on that path because now your money needs to out- <laughs> live a little longer yeah, right? 
right, 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 right. Well, that, that, that is true, but uh, that, that's sort of where we, we, we try to help folks do that. Yeah, all good things, all good things. Well, thank you so much, Mark. This was really great. Um, if anybody listening wants to find your book, reach out and connect with you and your team, any of the things, how would you direct them? Yeah, for my book, we're on Amazon. Uh, it's Your Retirement Smile uh, with my name. Um, if anybody wants a copy, I'll send any of your listeners a copy. If they'd like a copy, we'll do that too. I'll be, be, be more than happy to do that. Uh, my, uh, my email address to, to reach out in that, in that fashion is Mart, M-A-R-T. As I told Chelsea before, I'm one S short of smart. So just take off the S <laughs> and it's Mart. And, uh, and it's Mart at macro, uh, hyphen wealth.com. Uh, that's also our website address, www.macro hyphen wealth.com. If you want to text me, I'm, I'm always open to text. That's 847-363-5502. So yeah, if you have any questions, any comments, uh, love to hear from you. And um, I really thank you, Chelsea, for engaging me in this conversation. I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm grateful for our association and, um, and look forward to talking further in the future. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools, as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.